Welcome back to another episode of Lonely Town. I'm Jimmy McKnight here with Derek Everett. Uh, we're a Killers podcast. We are going through today to talk about Sleepwalker from Pressure Machine. And we want to start out by reminding everybody we're on Facebook. Uh, we've got a Facebook group for Lonely Town, a Killers podcast, as well as Lonely Town podcast on Instagram, where uh, we're just trying to post some things outside of these discussions that will help you get to know Nephi and connections with the killers a little bit better yeah over on the facebook don't don't be afraid to share a, a comment or, or a video or a, a picture i know we're putting up our stuff but uh if you if you've been to nephi or if you got some stuff i mean feel feel free to share it. that's what it's there for so yeah it's uh it's it's been fun we've got some pretty interesting things coming through and and meeting some fun new new friends so it's it's always good to have that happen so today um i've really liked these Apple introductions from the uh, Apple Music, uh, where you go to download Pressure Machine. It's got a, a quote from Brandon on each of the songs. So I like to start most of the episodes that way. And I'm going to do the same with Sleepwalker. For that one, he said, the first line I, that I knew was good in that song was, it doesn't come from without, it comes from within. So I built all the rest of the lyrics around that. I had just recently moved back to Utah and was experiencing seasons again. Because in Vegas, it gets hot and then it gets cold. That's it. You don't get to go through the beauty and the sometimes stark changes of the weather. I was caught up in that, the anticipation for spring and new life. I was able to use that sort of analogy for a person becoming a new creature and coming back to life. So with that said, I wanted to start with the, the interstitial, Derek. Um, oh, I'm a big fan of this interstitial. This one, uh, I, can, I can relate to a little bit. <laughs> you a big hunter? Well, I, I grew up in the community. I'll, I'll let you go on with what you have to say. I got my notes wrote down. <laughs> yeah, all I was going to say is hunting is a big, uh, it's a big thing in, in Utah. It's a big thing in Nephi. I think it's especially big in, um, you know, the smaller communities like Nephi. Yeah, most of us, I think we got our uh, hunter's education, hunter safety courses that we took when we were 12 as soon as we could, uh, which gave us the ability to to go out and hunt and uh, the interstitial she talks about, I guess that's changed a little bit as saying as soon as you're able to pass that test, regardless of your age, you can you can start hunting. And, you know, there is a big, um, you know, hunting culture, gun culture. Uh, there's a, a shooting range in Nephi where you can go and practice target shooting or clay pigeon shooting. It's a pretty big thing in Nephi. We're, uh, so, so did you get a blue card? Did you go through oh, our yeah. safety? Yeah, 12. Yeah, it's, I, I did too. I wrote down uh, the blue card. I actually have mine somewhere. I haven't yeah, used too. it. Yeah, me too. I, it used to be, your, it's pretty much your passport to hunting back back then. I, I don't know if they still give out blue cards or they do it a different way. They Probably actually, so, yeah, they're, they're online. So I have a, a co-worker who's still a big hunter and uh, he lives up in the city. It's kind of weird. He lives up in like near Salt Lake. I live down in the, you know, smaller rural parts of, of the state still. And He's a big hunter guy too. His his son just got his blue card probably a year or two ago, uh, but it's all digital. It's online. I said I don't even know where mine would be to to put it online or however it works. I'm sure there's an app of some nature, um, but it was it was a big deal. You, you turned 12, you'd go down to to take the class. It was almost like a driver's safety or a driver's ed class, except for it was all about guns and and shooting things and how to be a good sportsman and all that kind of a thing, and then. 
uh, once you completed the course, you got a blue card and uh, you could you could go apply for for permits to hunt anything from from doves to deer. So it was a it was definitely a big thing. It's still, I think, a pretty big thing down in Nephi. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, one of the draws about a place like Nephi is that you're not that far away from from being able to hunt. You know, you don't the city's not that big. It's you don't have to drive that far outside of town to to find a place to. To hunt if that's what you're into and people seem to love these interstitials um the the one thing about this one i remember the first time uh, first or second time listening to the album and just uh the voice on this interstitial uh was very uh, nephi-esque i guess the, the the girl talking but just i don't know if it's the cadence i know kyle called it uh, eutonics or something like that there's just kind of a a, a drawl or something to it but uh listening to it, i started laughing a little bit and it's a girl talking about going out and hunting all these animals and stuff and i thought you know that that does uh it does sum up nephi if you're trying to describe it to the outside world somewhat of of what some of these people are like and i don't know it just put a smile on my face after that one yeah so uh, one of the things i always wonder about or try to try to tie together is how the interstitial relates to the song what do you think about that for sleepwalker how how, how would a girl talking about hunting and being so young when you're able to start hunting have to do with sleepwalker any ideas uh well what i would thought was uh, obviously it deals with the mountains and going out uh when the seasons change that's when you know the hunts would go by different seasons depending on what uh was in season you know whether it was uh, a pheasant or, or an elk or whatever the, the different times of year and you go up on the mountain and, and i mean the surroundings would differ because of, of the time of the year that's that's about all i could come up with as far as how that interstitial tied in but uh i might be way off too but that's what came to mind yeah and i think part of this interstitial uh, the reason for the interstitials is just to help give you a sense of what what the town's like um the only other thing i thought of for for this particular one is showing how a lot of people have such a love for the outdoors and part of sleepwalker could be interpreted as you know somebody who's maybe trapped in a in a in a life of a big city or technology and you know kind of out of touch with nature hunters i think are pretty well known for being in touch with nature loving to you know it's not as much about if you if you shoot something while you're hunting it's more about being out in nature with your family or friends and and, and hanging out and just enjoying god's creation so that's the yeah, only I think thing that, I thought about. Uh, one big thing that hunters kind of have a stigma that they're just out there to, to you know, trophy hunt or, or shoot things. And uh, even though I'm not a big hunter anymore, I think you're kind of in the same boat. Uh, uh, we, we don't really participate as much anymore. It is, uh, or the people I know that, that do it a lot, obviously there are the people that, you know, there's always a percentage of people that are doing it for different reasons. But a lot of the people are just going out to have a good time with their family, go spend some quality time out in nature, get away from things. And uh, whether or not they, they harvest that animal or not, it's not really the purpose for a lot of a lot of people to go out and do that kind of a thing. It's a bonus. They enjoy it, but it's not just a blood sport to go out and kill something. Yep, I agree. I was going to say, just as soon as we get into the song, um, somewhere, and I, I need to be better about writing down quotes and things, but there was a uh, Brandon talking about, uh, when this song came out, all these songs were based on Nephi. However, he said this one was kind of not necessarily a, a leftover from Wonderful, wonder, Wonderful, Wonderful, but could be based off uh, that with coming back to Nephi and, uh, or not coming back to Nephi, but moving back to Utah and uh, dealing with his wife's depression. So the song itself is kind of a parable with somebody going through depression as well as, 
you know, just the story of, of the seasons again, kind of like what you talked about earlier on that Apple uh, quote. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think I've read that this is the first song that he wrote. So it would have been right after imploding the Mirage. He mentioned in that quote that, you know, it all stems from the, the idea of coming back to life from, from the inside, not from the outside. It's not, it comes from within when the, the trees grow new leaves. And when someone comes back to snaps out of being trapped in a life of consumerism or technology or whatever it could be referring to, you know, it's, it's likely to come from somewhere inside of you, maybe something that you feel like you're missing from life or, you know, maybe it's coming back to a state you grew up in that you left a long time ago, you know, that kind of idea. Yeah. I kind of like in that first verse, how it brings out the Western Hills again. So uh, kind of referring back to that, the song West Hills, I don't know necessarily, like you said, that it's not chronological in order of how they were wrote on how they appear in the album for this one was the first song that was actually wrote, but uh, maybe that's what spurred the Western Hills to the West Hills in his mind. Um, I don't remember a lot of wildflowers out in the Western Hills. I know it's just kind of painting a picture, uh, but also this first uh, uh, verse is talking a lot about, you know, spring coming back, or, or not spring, but going into fall, the leaves, and, and like you were saying, the seasons uh, in Utah, you know, the, the coming back, seeing the mountain change, um, just going through that again. And uh, about the time this album came out, we were starting to come into fall and it's been kind of, this is, this has been a song I've really liked that way. As far as when you're driving around looking at things, it's really, uh, I don't know, made me appreciate the fall colors again and that kind of a thing. Yeah, definitely. How Musically, how do you like this song compared to the others? How does it fit on your favorite list? Uh, well, I, I need to, I guess I should rank them. I, I like them all. That's the problem. It depends on my mood, but, it's a little, it's, it's a little peppier for talking about maybe being in a depressive state or, or coming out of fog. Uh, it's a little peppier uh, the first time. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of like a, I'm, I'm kind of a weird guy. I like, I like a little heavy. I like a little uh, dirtier is kind of a word, not necessarily lyrically, but just kind of a, a grungier feel to, to yeah. things a lot of the time. It's a lot more poppy, but uh, I think for the subject matter and everything, it's, it's, going through those first few songs especially when you get a terrible thing and stuff you need something like this to pep you back up so i like it yeah i like this one a lot it's one of my favorites not favorite but um it's up there just because it's you know i enjoy listening to it it's it's not one of the uh i don't like the slower quieter ones as much but i know there are a lot of fans of those out, out there too it just hits it hits the mood. I, I'm, I'm kind of weird that way, I guess. It just depends on my mood. But this is definitely one that can put a smile on your face and make you want to take a drive up in the mountains. Yep. And uh, as you're, you were talking about places we can go near Nephi, you know, one of the best, most scenic places, especially in the fall, would be the, the Nebo Loop. And that's what I thought of with this road, or with this road, with this song talking about come out and see the leaves. Um, you know, there, it talks about the canyon a little bit in uh, Desperate Things, but under a different, uh, <laughs> different kind of tone. So, you know, the canyon is a great place. It's a really pretty place, a great place to go for a drive. You start in Nephi, go up Salt Creek Canyon, and you turn up what's called the Nebo Loop, and it'll drive you up through the mountains past the, uh, you know, you have a great view of the east side of um, uh, Mount Nebo. And you come out on, on the other side in Payson, which is where Brandon uh, lived before he lived in Nephi. So if you ever come to Nephi, that's, that's a, 
well, unless you come in the winter when the roads close, it's it's a great it's a great drive no matter what time of year. Yeah, take take the season and and uh, plan that one out. But that is a great view. And you can look over in the San Pete Valley. You got the Devil's Kitchen to stop and rest your legs. <laughs> you know, take a little stretch, a little hike. And uh, uh, we usually try to do that a couple of times a year. Uh, we did it listening to to the Pressure Machine. And this song comes on, and, and you're seeing the leaves up there. Exactly what it's talking about. It's uh, it, it is really a beautiful place that that we live and probably take for granted. And like you're saying, you get over into Payson. I mean, it's it's maybe a couple hour drive. It's not not too bad. I don't think a lot of people have done it um, in the state. I know it's kind of a hidden a hidden gem around around Nephi and I'll say Juab and, and Southern Utah County area. Yeah, there's um, you know the further north you go, there's a few other drives. Uh, that are a lot more popular just because they're closer to the bigger populations but yeah if you if you want to go somewhere where there's not as many crowds and just as beautiful definitely a a great place to go what what did you think of the song when uh he gets into the point where he says everyone's afraid of something even the strongest man alive yeah i thought that was a cool uh you know there's two two times he talks about that um he talks about being afraid of something the strongest man even the strongest man alive is afraid of something and even the ones that always win are afraid of losing. I, I really like that. I didn't think too deeply into it, but I just like the way, you know, the, the words that uh, help convey the message of the song that, you know, everybody's got a weakness and, you know, I, you can't blame somebody for, for needing to wake up to what's going on around them. Um, I think it's a natural thing. I guess that's the point of, of those kind of lyrics. Yeah, I kind of thought with as far as the the mental health aspect of the song, uh, with mental illness and that kind of thing, that if you've ever been around somebody or, or you know had a loved one or family member going through something like that, uh, there there are times that you just feel like uh, you, you can't do nothing, and you know it doesn't matter if you're the strongest man alive, you're still you're still afraid of what the situation might be, regardless of how it ends up. And then just the part where it's like you gotta open your eyes you know, the person you're just almost pleading to, to whoever to get to get the help they need or for it to work. And, and it doesn't matter how how big of a rock star you are, or how tough you are or, or whatever, you're still just as vulnerable as anyone else in that situation. I thought, you know, these lyrics are are almost like reading a journal entry to some extent. It was pretty, uh, I don't, it's pretty personal, I, I feel anyway. So it's a, it's a pretty good song. I, I'm uh, the more I re- read it or listen to it, the more I like it. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it um, from that perspective with the, the mental health aspect. But yeah, that, that fits right in with the, the lyrics where he says, when you wake up, when you wake up, I'll be standing in the line to kiss your eyes and wipe the tears from mine. You know, it just goes to show this is somebody who cares deeply about the the so-called sleepwalker that, you know, wants them to to wake up to to something better than they're experiencing. And when they do, it's going to be an emotional, it's going to be emotional time, emotional time for both of them. Yeah. And I like how it goes from, so first we're a sleepwalker, which I think is the person in the depressed mode or, you know, going through, going through that, that, uh, that stuff. Uh, then it goes to, Hey, drink catcher. So I think we, we flip the switch to like, yeah, like you're saying, they've kind of overcame or they're coming out of that. I don't know. I just thought that switch from you're sleepwalking to now, Hey, you're, you're the dream catcher. Um, and the one thing that I like on that that thing too is the mountainside is all watermelon red. Uh, there's been people online, and I don't know if you've seen them or not, that you know were kind of curious about that description or if that was a, a phrase that was used. And 
I don't think I've ever heard the Leafs described that way before, but I think it's a great um, description of them. And I've, I've put pictures up. I think you have as well of just the Leafs in the mound. But that's uh, I don't know if you ever heard that that phrase before of somebody calling the Leafs watermelon red before the song. No, and I think that's why it's such um, effective symbolism is because it's something I'd never heard before. And you know, when you think of watermelon, it's about as red as you can red as you can usually think of. So I I like it for that reason. I think. At first, I, I was a little iffy about it, but, you know, it definitely helps you, you know, it's, I think it's a, a clever lyric. Yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know, I was just going through the, the seasons, and I, it, I do like the, it starts from within, not without, um, on the mountains, you know, I, I remember I was delivering uh, my day job, I drive a, a truck, and I deliver things to, to different places, and I, I went to a warehouse that was kind of facing a mountainside, it's been several years ago. Uh, but it was a hot summer day, or I thought it was a warmer summer day. And the guy came out to the dock, and he pointed up to, to the mountains, and he said, fall's coming. And I'm like, it's 80 degrees. What are you talking about? But he pointed up on the mountain, and there was a tree, you know, I don't know, near the top, but not the very top. And you could tell the color was starting to change on it. And uh, for those people that aren't from these areas, I don't have seasons or have different seasons, um, it does. It's kind of a subtle thing. Uh, when the when the weather starts to turn or when the seasons start to change, uh, it starts from within the mountain kind of slowly and gradually builds out until, you know, it's overwhelmed and the whole mountain is is uh, different colors. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think one of the themes of the song for me is that no matter where you live, uh, you can become numb to the beauty around you. And a lot of it's because things things become monotonous or or just everyday things. Uh, you grow up in in Kansas in the middle of America where there's no mountains. And then you come out to Utah, it's a stark difference. And you, you know, you notice the mountains when, when you grew up there, you might not even think twice about it. You know, I, I grew up using the mountains as a way to know which way was North because the, the mountain, big mountains were always on the East side of, <laughs> of the Valley. So, um, you know, but like there's times when I've lived in, uh, you know, there's a big lake in the middle of Utah, Utah Lake uh, by Provo, you know, I go months without ever noticing it sometimes you know even if i could see it it's just like it's just out there and i don't think it gets used as much as as it could just for that same reason it's just when you when you live around a place you know stuff just becomes common to you and uh you really sometimes just need to open your eyes like it says in the song and and you'll see a lot of beautiful things you know you the grass isn't always greener on the other side sometimes you just don't notice it because you've always been around it yeah, I think we do have a tendency to get complacent. I think uh, with Brandon even moving back from Vegas, I'm sure he visited Utah plenty of times or, you know, he's traveled the world. But one thing he did notice when he comes back is, hey, there's seasons and uh, this is a beautiful place. Uh, Vegas is pretty much year round, you know, uh, one season. Basically, it's it's really hot or, or, or just hot. There's not really any <laughs> any cool there. <laughs> the palm trees don't uh you know lose their leaves and, and turn colors so uh, i think that's you know pretty good perspective to come back and and yeah like you're saying i mean we'll go for for weeks or months and not notice things you know just because it's a slow slow move slow burn and i think that can kind of go back to that same thing with with the battling depression um i think a lot of times people that battle uh with that kind of a thing or or have some some problems that way i don't think it just uh, overwhelms you and one day you can't get out of bed and you're you're depressed i think it's probably a slow thing that, that starts slow and builds to the point that you might have a, a bigger problem and need help or 
it's probably the same way. Once you get treatment or help, it, it doesn't instantly go away. It's, uh, it's something that you take a day at a time and you battle and, you know, some days are better than others, but you're, you're trying to get back to that, uh, dream catcher state where, you know, you're seeing the spring and not so much stuck in the, the fall going into winter. So, um, I, I do think it's a really, really well put together, uh, uh, song lyrically and, uh, the mountains I'm, I'm partial to it. Cause like you say, it's our backdrop, but, uh, yeah, you'll come home from work or, or you'll be doing your thing and you won't notice your surroundings. So I think that's an important thing, uh, just to pay more attention to. Yeah. Sometimes you can go from, you wake up, get in your car, go to work, uh, drive home, get back in your house and, you know, you can go a long time without, you know, get, getting a, a rut to use the, uh, the title of another killer song, I guess. Yeah, we could probably just answer answer with killer songs at some point. Uh, the the other thing I like is um, is that we're looking for for things to come or what's to come. And I know uh, you know you're always looking for the first snowfall or you're looking for the first sign of spring or you're looking for the first leaves of fall. Uh, but also with life, I'm, we're always kind of looking for for what's to come. Whether that's you know a, a big birthday, a celebration, maybe you got some promotion coming at work, stuff with your kids. Or, or whatever that may be. Um, so because kind of tying that in that, you know, even when it's bad, we're still looking for signs, good signs to come uh, with this album. It seems that seems to be a, a theme throughout uh, these people that live in Nephi, they're working hard, but, you know, they might not have all the treasures or the riches, but they're still looking forward to what's to come, whether that's uh, spiritually or, or not. Uh, I think that's a theme throughout the album, and it probably started here with this song. Yeah, one thing that I I noticed from this song when I really like uh, making comparisons to older songs, and I mentioned early on in the podcast, uh, one of the early episodes that "River is This River Is Wild" is my favorite song, and there's a couple a couple lines in that song that I think relate to this song or how you know have similar themes. Um, "River Is Wild" starts with uh, "Leaves are falling down on the beautiful ground." This song obviously talks about the leaves falling as well. It says, run for the hills before they burn. I guess that's another comparison to uh, the watermelon red, as you could say it looks like it's on fire if, with the red leaves. I don't think that's what he meant in, originally, but I noticed that connection. And then he talks about it's a long, long, long way down. And I think, uh, you know, for me, the only time I've seen something a long, long way, way down is when I've been up in the mountains. And and uh, I guess the other comparison I made with This River is Wild being a song about leaving Nephi is that you know it's a long it's a long way down it's a long way south from nephi to get to vegas so you know just a couple of those things that i i found in in that song that i like that compare a little bit to sleepwalker yeah they do kind of uh tie into place and it might be you know his thoughts about leaving nephi and then uh in sleepwalkers his thoughts about kind of coming back to nephi so it would make sense that there's some similarities there I've always wondered who the who the man in red was. I, I yeah. the only one I've known is Santa. But that's not who that is. But maybe yeah, we won't Santa, cover that mystery. Yeah, I always think is it Santa or is it Satan? Or you know, there's <laughs> they're so close with the letters that it's probably neither one. But I do think uh, and the leaves coming down. It was in the park and uh, rivers wild too. Maybe I've yeah, made yeah. that part. But anyways, in my mind, I always see that uh, that oh. park on Main Street. Um, and Adam in the they're chasing the girls around with leaves falling down in the park. So, <laughs> well, Derek, have you ever sleptwalked? Sleepwalked? How do you say it? <laughs> I, I, I haven't sleptwalked. 
I, I haven't I haven't ever slept one. Father has, so it was uh, it was possible that I could get get the uh, gene, or I don't know if it's a gene or what it is. But luckily, that I'm aware of, I've never slept walked. Have you? <laughs> not that I know of. I do have a son that occasionally does. I'd, I'd be afraid of waking up and not knowing how I got there. I'm I kind of like to, to know where I'm at at all times. So, well, that's all I've got, Derek. You got anything else you want to oh, say yeah. about Sleepwalker? I think that's all I got. It's uh, it's definitely the one of the more upbeat songs. Um, I guess maybe getting into this half of the album is kind of taking it. I don't know. Uh, I guess I say that, but more poppy, more, I don't know if it's radio friendly. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I enjoyed the song. I enjoyed the, uh, the, the thoughts behind it. Um, I like how he interweaved some personal problem that he was going with uh, and just put it in there with uh, the story about, you know, seasons and leaves. And uh, again, I think it's uh, some of Brandon's better lyrical work in this, in this album, but, how he puts together songs and stuff. Maybe I haven't studied enough other artists, but I've, I've been really impressed. And I think I've said that several times throughout this podcast. So I think with that, we'll close another uh, podcast down from, sorry, you better say it, Derek. No, I'm, I'm good. Well, for those of you that don't know me, Jimmy, you're doing this via, via the zoom without seeing each other. So if there's a little, little lag or something, it's uh it's totally us just being awkward. So that's another uh, podcast down from the lonely town. <laughs> <laughs>